Hello, Cryptonauts. Today is July 21st, 2020th. And on today's episode of Cryptocurrency Chat, we're going to talk about the top 10 crypto stats, as well as your Bitcoin news. I am your host, Blockchain John. What a warm day it is, and it is extremely warm. I got my fan going on, so hopefully that doesn't interfere too much with uh, with this podcast. If it does, I apologize in advance. Let's get started. Cryptonauts, before we get started, I want to remind you that there is a Discord channel available for Cryptocurrency Chat, in which I will leave a link in the description below. If you want to collaborate with me on my podcast, you can reach out to me through that same Discord app or through Anchor, uh, the Anchor platform, anchor.com. Um, yeah, definitely, uh, if, if you're interested in just to chat in anything crypto related, anything, anything, it's mellow, it's really mellow. Don't don't try to be too serious, too professional. It's really laid back. If you just want to be a cool person, just hang out, just chat, that's fine. Anything crypto related. That's how it is here. Alright, with that said, let's go ahead and get started with your top 10. What are we going to do today? We're going to do the top 10 Discover Coins. Starting off with, oh, by the way, Discover Coins, they're, they're broken up into four different groups. Group number one is trending search. Group number two, most voted coins. Group number three, positive sentiment. Group number four, recently added. Now, as I go along, listen very carefully because you're going to hear a lot of things, a lot of these cryptos be repeated. And maybe this might be a clue to a possible future investment. I'm just saying, I'm not a financial advisor, but hey, something to think about. So here we go. Starting off with the first group, trending search. First, we have Ampleforth at $1.84. You know what? I'm not going to do the amount. I'm just going to do the names. Uh, trending search, Ampleforth. Second, Yearn.Finance. Third, DMM Governance. Fourth, Dex Tools. Fifth, Decenter. Sixth, Chainlink. Seven, VThor Token. Seven, no, eight. Are we on eight? Dang it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight. BZX protocol. Nine. Elrond. Ten. Trust swap. All right. Here we go. Most voted coins. One. Ampleforth. Two. Yearn.finance. Three. Algorand. Four. Digitex future exchange. Five. Reserve rights token. 6. DMM Governance 7. Balancer 8. Iris Net 9. Zilica Zilica and 10. Tron Positive Sentiment 1. Ampleforth 2. Yearn Finance 3. Algorand 4. Digitex Future Exchange 5. Reserve Rights Tokens 6. DMM Governance 7. P Network 8. Balancer 9. Iris Net 10. Zilliqa Alright, and the last group is recently added 1. 
decargo. Two, four, art coin. That is number four, art coin. Uh, three, nerve network. Four, Tron family. Five, block clout. Six, motive protocol. Seven, health chain US. Eight, find token. Nine, FOCV. And ten, crypto copyright system. So that is your top ten discover coins. Alright, Cryptonauts, let's go ahead and get started with your crypto news of the day. And it is a lot of news, so let's get started. Alright, Cryptonauts, before we get started, I want to remind you that we are using Decrypt.co to get our daily news, as well as Coingecko.com to get our daily stats. With that said, first news coming in from Leon Frost. CoinGecko, Bitcoin exchanges may be paying for web traffic. What? I use CoinGecko. Let's see what's going on here. A report by data analyst CoinGecko claims that crypto exchanges might be juicing the amount of online traffic visiting their websites. In particular, the report noticed that the crypto exchange OKEX saw lower trading volumes in the second quarter of 2020, but its web traffic was up 239%. This is strange because web traffic can often correspond to trading activity. More people using the site means more people regularly trading. Checking similar similar web, which shows where web traffic originates, CoinGecko notices that around 50% of OKX's web traffic came from paid referral sites. The biggest one was AdBTC, a site that pays people in Bitcoin to click on websites. The site claims it has 78,000 active users and created 8,000 no 866,000 impressions on the last day for its featured website. Others include CoinPayU, which lists OKX as one of its projects, Quintiply, and AdEth. All three offer some of the crypto for clicking on advertisements using referral links or completing tasks like viewing a website. Okay. Maybe this might be a good way to earn a couple of uh, sats, you know? Check it out. That's uh, add BTC or add ETH. Or what was the other one? Um, what was it? Where is it at? Um, coin to apply. Okay, next news from Tim Copeland. Bitcoin price surged $100 in minutes after weeks of decline. That doesn't really sound too impressive, but okay, let's see what it says. The price of Bitcoin has shot up shot up today, reaching $9,330 after weeks of bearish price action. The coin rose $100 in 30 minutes in a sudden spike. The price surge liquidated $23 million of shorts. People betting on price of Bitcoin would go down. On futures trading platform BitMEX, according to DataMesh, 192 traders have swapped their trading position from short to long betting that the price of Bitcoin will go up. Okay, next news, written by Will Heisman. Goldman Sachs claims no record of XRP investors will, wait, what? Goldman Sachs claims no record of XRP investor Will Mead working there. Hmm. Twitter personality Will Mead hit crypto media headlines earlier this month 
after announcing that he was buying XRP, the fourth most popular cryptocurrency by market cap. I made my first crypto purchase ever this week, XRP Ripple. Mead tweeted July 8th, I know very little about crypto, but I believe a rising tide lifts all boats. So if Bitcoin goes back to its all-time high, then XRP should as well, and that would be a 15-bagger, 1,500%. This endorsement sent by me to his 86,000 Twitter followers led to headlines like, Former Goldman Sachs employees predicts 1,500% XRP rally. However, while many news reporters, including the aforementioned one, claimed that Mead was a former analyst at Goldman Sachs, the company had no record of him ever working there, according to a source at Goldman Sachs who asked not to be named, but who had knowledge of the situation. It seems that the confusion was caused by Mead's Twitter bio, which states former PM at Goldman Sachs founded at founded $1.4 billion hedge fund. Many news outlets read this as two separate statements claiming he was a former portfolio manager at Goldman Sachs and that he had founded a $1.4 billion hedge fund. However, an alternative reading, if you throw a hyphen in there, is that his bio claims he would be working for Goldman Sachs founded hedge fund, a hedge fund founded by Goldman Sachs. On this reading, it's a prob probable that he was referring to when he worked at Wood Assessment Management, a hedge fund founded by Gary Wood, a former Goldman Sachs partner Wow. <laughs> okay, alright. Funny how they uh, manipulate words, huh? Next news, written by Forecast News staff. Evos Esports says, okay, X, attention. Hold on, I gotta adjust my chair. I am, like, I'm leaning so far into the mic. It's crazy. I'm leaning, like, sideways. Alright. Okay, here we go. Okay. Evos Esports says, OKX Attention Token Sale is unrelated to ATTN Holdings. Crypto exchange OKX is budding esport media platform ATTN. Both found themselves in an awkward spot over the ATTN token initial exchange offering, soon to be listed on OKX. On July 20th, a press release from EVOS Esports and its owner's attention holding announced that the token sale is unrelated to either company and that the ATTN website publicizing the token sale is similarly affiliated. Okay, next news. That sounds boring. Uh, written by Liam Frost. Researchers find more of Satoshi Nakamoto's lost Bitcoin fortune. What? Okay, we gotta read this. Satoshi Nakamoto, the the ign... Oh man, come on. Not one of these tough words. Enigmatic, there we go. The enigmatic creator of Bitcoin mined 1,125,150 Bitcoin in the network's early days. A figure slightly bigger than, than was previously suggested, according to a report published on Monday. The report also estimated that Nakamoto had a network of at least 48 computers mining Bitcoin. Really? With one computer coordinating the whole thing. The report was written by Well Alert, a pseudonymous researcher well known in the cryptosphere for providing updates on the movement of Bitcoin. The analyst, the analyst was one of the first to notice a spend of early mined Bitcoins in May, which some thought might belong to Nakamoto. Now they have de delved more deeply into the origins of Bitcoin's history. The research, researchers was able to identify that 22,503 out of the 54,000 
316 Bitcoin blocks were mined by Nakamoto. Out of these blocks, 50 of them were spent, including a transaction of 10 Bitcoins to Hal Finney, an early Bitcoin enthusiast who died in 2014 by, uh, from, from Lou, Lou Gehrig's disease. Oh, okay. Uh, we were able to make the most accurate estimate of the number of blocks mined in Bitcoin owned by Satoshi. 1,125,150 Bitcoin mined up to block 54,316 with an estimate total value of an unspent of at least $10.9 billion in today's market, the report stated. Well alerts build on a previous study by Sergio Lerner head of innovations of IOV Labs, who first noticed, noticed a distinctive pattern used to identify Nakamoto's Bitcoin. There is no label that identifies that Nakamoto mined a specific Bitcoin block, but there is a clear pattern that links many Bitcoin blocks together, including some blocks known to be owned by Nakamoto. Lerner's latest estimate put the total around 1.1 million Bitcoin, although he did not provide a specific figure. Well Alert claimed to have found more details of, of the pattern that allowed them to identify more Nakamoto mine blocks and exclude some false positives. The findings allowed us to exclude even more blocks that were not mined by Satoshi and provided us with a clearer image, which was especially valuable at higher blocks heights where the mining activity on the network increased drastically, said the report. The report attributed to a total of 22,503 Bitcoin blocks to Nakamoto, all with the first 54,316 blocks. Its estimates that Nakamoto spent 907 bitcoins, now worth $8.4 million, in total leaving 1,122,693 bitcoins unspent. Quite the haul. Why did Nakamoto mine so much bitcoin? Well Alert found that Nakamoto kept adjusting the processing power of his 48 computers to make sure he was mining 3.6 blocks on average every hour. That gave him 60% of the mining power of the network. Well Alert, well Alert pointed out that this was enough to protect the network while still allowing other miners to participate. Once the network grew more, grew more miners joined, it appears that Nakamoto stopped mining in May 2010. The timing of the shutdown, the mining behavior, the systematic decrease in mining speed, and the lack of spending strongly suggest that Satoshi was only interested in growing and protecting the young network, the report stated. Well Alert added that the Bitcoin fortune was unlikely to be ever spent, not that anyone knows for sure. Wow, that's crazy. Nakamoto, that's a mysterious, mysterious person. Man. Next news. Written by Andrew Hayward. Crypto Kitties meets Cat in the Hat as Dr. Seuss's collectibles go crypto. From Crypto City Crypto Cities. From Crypto Kitties to Cat in the Hats. It's true. Dapper Labs, maker of both Crypto Kitties and the upcoming NBT Top Shot, today announced a partnership with Dr. Seuss Enterprises to create official digital collectibles based on the work of beloved children's author and illustrator Theodore Dr. Seuss. Giesel, Giesel. Based on the same flow blockchain, the powers that powers those aforementioned projects, the official Dr. Seuss's digital collectibles will be sold in packs, letting buyers purchase and verifiably own digital decals based on the likes of 
the cat in the hat, the Lorax Horton, the the thing one and thing two. Okay, next news. That's cool though. You know what? By the way, I personally do use uh, Dapper Labs a wallet, Dapper wallets. It is amazing. Um, best one to use for DAPs. I highly suggest. Um, next news written by Liam Frost decentralized finance is now a three billion dollar industry or a bubble the total value locked up in decentralized financed applications has surged from two billion to three billion dollars in just two weeks DeFi is a phenomenon largely growing on the ethereum blockchain that allows people to create financial applications without the need for a trusted third party the most common applications let people lend cryptocurrency to some unknown party around the world. Those using DeFi often have to lock up some cryptocurrency or collateral in order to use this service. And the amount of Bitcoin, Ethereum, and US dollar backed stablecoin tethers locked up in these protocols have been increasing at a rapid rate. You know what? That's scary. It really is. You, you're locking up your cryptos just, just from from my personal experience of, of of losing those monies in the Dow and the Dow attack, that's uh, that's scary. That's real scary, man. Real, real scary. Um, that's 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 a lot of money. Three billion dollars is a lot of money to get locked up and just have it just siphoned out. I and Ethereum is not really um, how do I say it? The most secure platform. I'm not saying the blockchain's not secure. The, the blockchain's secure. The blockchain's good. It's just when code is ri- written on blockchain, on the Ethereum blockchain, it is sloppy. And there's a lot of holes, a lot of loopholes, a lot, a lot of. It's be careful. That's a lot of money. Be careful. Next news. How long does it take to mine a Bitcoin buyer? Daniel Phillips. Okay. Uh, Bitcoin uses the proof-of-work consensus algorithm as the basis of its security. This means that, like many other cryptocurrencies, a network of cryptocurrency miners is used to discover blocks and add pending transactions to them to render them irreversible. The block discovery process, which takes approximately 10 minutes per block, also results to the minted of a fixed number of new Bitcoin per block. This is currently set at 6.25 BTC per block, but halves approximately every four years or 210,000 blocks, reducing the number of Bitcoin minted with each newly discovered block. This BTC is provided as an incentive to the miners or miners if using a mining pool that discovers that discovered the block. How long it takes to mine one BTC? Hmm. Although it takes 10 minutes to discover each block, and each block yields a 6.25 BTC reward for the miners that successfully discovered. It's important to understand that the entire Bitcoin mining network is essentially competing in this block discovery process. Okay, let's find a number here. How long is it going to take? Cons- cons- consequently, all miners that contribute 1% of the pool's hash rate will also receive 1% of the block rewards it accrues. F2 pool is currently the largest pool by hash rate shares, contributing around 20 0.52 exahash of the total Bitcoin hash rate of 123.39 exahash. This is 16.6% hash rate. Shares essentially means that 
around 16.6% of all newly minted BTC are mined by this pool, equivalent to 149.9 Bitcoin per day. An individual miner that contributes 1% of the pool's hash rate, 205 petahashes, would earn approximately 1.494 BTC per day. This means a miner would need close to 132 petahashes of hash rate to mine an average of 1 BTC per day at current difficulties. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. 132 petahashes? That's crazy. You're talking about warehouses. You need warehouses of miners just to just to mine that. That's crazy. Anyways, um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Let's see. Uh, for those with smaller budgets, it would take a single app miner S19 Pro, a total of 1,200 days to generate one BTC in rewards when working with a mining pool. That's the equivalent of generating. 833 satoshis a day in rewards okay so yeah okay can bitcoin miners go solo although most bitcoin miners tend to focus their efforts as part of a mining pool it's also possible to go it go it alone unlike bitcoin mining pools which essentially guarantees smaller regular payouts and eliminates most risk involved with bitcoin mining solo mining is more of a gamble but can also be more rewarding since solo miners don't need to pay any mining pool fees the overall mining profitability can be slightly higher than working with a pool, particularly for those running a sizable mining operation. Cool. Uh, all right, ne next next news, next news. Uh, written by Adriana Hamacher. Ethereum 2.0 final testnet launches in just two weeks. Really? Wow, finally. This stage is almost set for full scaling test of Ethereum 2.0, the blockchain's platform much anticipated upgrade. The final public testnet, which will enable Ethereum to scale and grow to accommodate decentralized finance and other myriads use case, is set to launch on August 4th. Developers have previously said that the testnet should run for at least three months, which means the launch of the Ethereum 2.0 mainnet could be as early as November 4th. Okay, next news. Written by Nicholas Marinoff, crypto exchanges can now more easily freeze risky transactions. DARPA-backed blockchain analytics firm CypherTrace today unveiled predictive capabilities for its crypto tracing software, a move designed to better help cryptocurrency exchanges and similar business flag and freeze transactions that may be linked to criminal behavior. The new tools, which include real-time analyt uh, analytics and predictive risk scoring, are now available for existing customers and will be offered to new clients at the end of July, according to the firm. Cool. Next news. Yield farmers dreaming of 1,000% APY pour millions into latest DeFi token YFI. Where's my mouse? There it is. This is the state of DeFi right now. A token called Valueless by its issuers drove $150 million of deposit while the token itself soared by more than 80 times to as high as $2,500 practically overnight and farming it has yielded annual returns of 1000% for some traders. We're talking about YEARN's YFI tokens. YEARN, previously called IEARN, 
is a yield aggregator that re redirects users' deposits to lending markets offering the best rates. Four days ago, YEARN founder Andre Kronji launched YFI, its governance token, to CD control over their many products to users mostly because we are lazy, the team said in a blog post. Really? Huh. Uh, community governance. Whatever the reason and practice, the token distribution puts the entirety of the protocol in the hands of the community right out of the gate, unlike other projects where teams keep the majority of voting power. And like any token's reward system, it's incentivized users, it incentivizes users to add liquidity to the platform. YFI is distributed among those who, dis who deposit funds to YEARN's pools. Three days after the token distribution started, this is exactly what they did. Deposits soared by more than $150 million to over $280 million. Wow. You know what? 1,000%? It sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. I'm just going to say. Sounds pretty good. Alright, next news written by Andrew Hayward. Robinhood Axis UK launch of crypto-friendly trading app. Robinhood's popularity has soared in the United States as a mobile trading app, which includes crypto buying and selling, has racked up significant new user counts and funding, and funding rounds alike. However, Robinhood's plans of launching in the UK soon were perhaps too ambitious, CNBC reports told the service has sent a message out to those who have signed up for the UK waitlist to inform them that the app will in fact not be launching in the foreseeable future. Why? Let's see what's going on. What is going on? Let's see. Robinhood has experienced significant ups and downs over the last few months, including onboarding more than 3 million users so far this year by May and reported a $600 million in total Series F financing round that raised the company's valuation to $8.6 billion. Wow. Okay, but that doesn't tell us what. In June, 20 year old Alexander. Kearns committed suicide after reportedly seeing a $730,000 negative balance in his account while trading options, as he noted in a letter left for his family. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, that's unfortunate, but... Wow. Hopefully that's not the main reason. There's got to be something else other than that. I mean, they're missing out on a lot of money. <sighs> Anyways... Next news written by Robert Stevens. SEC was wrong to go after Telegram's $1.7 billion ICO, says Hester Pierce. Hester Pierce, the crypto-loving commissioner of the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, said that the SEC made an error in taking legal action against that led to the shutdown of Telegram Open Network, a $1.7 billion crypto project from Telegram, a popular chat app. Since October 2019, the SEC had waged war against Telegram, securing injunction after injunction against the launch of the network. Ton, it took Telegram to court alleging that its ICO, which ran in 2018, was and raised $1.7 billion, constitute, constituted, at, constituted an unregistered securities offering and was thus illegal. Let's see. Skipping all that, let's see what, Telegram, okay, no, in theory, no, but the SEC said that the SAFT didn't make a difference. T 
Telegram was still essentially selling securities, it argued the court appeared appearing to prefer this argument prolonged delay to the network these days then prompted tons collapse. Pierce didn't like how things were went down. She said that the court applied the Howey test, the SEC's test to work out if an asset is a security at the point of transaction when it really ought to have considered the distribution of a different thing by focusing on the Howey analyst ex exclusively on the original, original transaction, the factual reality of the transaction that the court halted was lost, she said. Uh, okay, whatever. Next news. Um, Robert Stevens says, or wrote, DeFi ramps up Ethereum transaction fees to 2018 high reports. A what is this? Ad? Okay. A state of network reported published today by crypto data firm Coinmetrics found that the sudden surge in demand for decentralized finance products continued to hike up in the price of Ethereum transaction fees. But in some ways found Coinmetrics this might actually be a good thing. Transaction fees are those charged by the Ethereum network each time a transaction is executed. Now an average Ethereum fees are nearly 40 cents the highest since the middle of 2018 according to Coinmetrics. The silver lining, high transaction fees typically signify high demands for block space and create more revenue for the miners secure in the network, wrote the firm to its own reports. Wow, okay, that's crazy. Next news, how many do we have? We have uh, just two more. This one's written by Jeff Benson. Will DeFi hit $5 billion in 2020? You can bet on it. If it's not enough to take risky bets on DeFi, now you can place risky bets on DeFi. <laughs> Polymarket, a Gnosis-based prediction market, is taking bets on what the total valuation locked in DeFi accounts will be at the end of the year. The over-under option at $4.12 billion just a week ago has risen to $5.16 billion in just seven days. The other, In other words, Polymarket's prognosis prognosticators are bullish on DeFi's prospects to hit unprecedented territory this year. Crazy. Decentralized finance products rely on users locking up their crypto, typically Ethereum, but some Bitcoin too, usually in exchange for tokens and or the promise of interest so they can create liquidity. Users are clearly feeling incentivized to do so because the predicted value is going up as fast as the actual value. Just two weeks after hitting $2 billion, the total valuation of Ethereum and Bitcoin locked in DeFi protocols today hit $3 billion according to data firm's metrics site DeFi Pulse. Okay, uh, last news written by Robert Stevens. Bitcoin's price hasn't been this stable since 2018. Who's worried? Bitcoin, the first and largest cryptocurrency by market cap, appears to be in a period of relative quescence usual for a coin famed for its volatility. Traders have no doubt looked at recent Bitcoin price charts with unfathomable boredom. Since June 1st, the price of Bitcoin hasn't budged much at all. Back then, it was worth $9,519. Now, it's worth $9,355, according to data from Metrics site CoinMarketCap. Okay, these are a bunch of numbers, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so that is our, let's see, 
Are we done? Mm, imagine what Bitcoin creator Satoshi Nakamoto would say from a beat in Bali if Bitcoin remained at its current price for the next 10 years. Carter tweeted, nice, just as I intended. Now just for, now just use it for comments on the internet. That's what it's for. Haha, <laughs> what? You expect it to go up forever? You know that's impossible, right? Carter joked, we think. Anyways, that is it, Cryptonauts. Make sure you are washing your hands, washing your feet, washing your face, washing your mouth, wash everything. Uh, wear your mask, practice social distancing, keep six feet and greater away from everybody. Uh, remain in quarantine if you can't, and only go out for essential things. Why? Because this virus is actually hitting real hard. We're breaking records, hospitals are filling up once again. I mean, everything's getting maxed out again. Make sure you are buying your toilet paper. Buy water. I mean, that's essential. Buy water, you know. Uh, make sure you buy the non, non-perishable foods, you know, dry, dry goods. <sighs> yeah. Especially, I, right now everything's good. Everyone's enjoying time outdoors. It's nice and warm. But the reality is that there are seasons. The cold, the winter is going to be coming up pretty soon. And people are going to be cooped up. Oh yeah. It's going to spread. Just be careful out there. With that said, Cryptonauts, make sure you give me a like, subscribe, give me a heart, give me a comment. I'll appreciate it all. With that said, Cryptonauts, I will catch you all on the next one. Adios.